Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. James, you ever just died and not actually been dead, but then the person that killed you is the only person who can hear you? Not yet. Oh. Well, that's what happens in this movie that we're about to talk about. A little film called The Invisible. Can you help me? You'll never be seen again. My son is missing. You must be in class right now, Mrs. Powell. They can't touch you. They can't hear you. I'm right here! But if you can solve the mystery of your own death, then you'll have the chance to live again. And we're the right potatoes, by the way. I'm Steven. And I'm James. And, and that's us. And let's, <laughs> let's get right into it. <laughs> the Invisible was released on April 27th of 2007 and was directed by David S. Goyer, who also wrote the Blade Trilogy, fucking had a hand in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., did, um, was it The Dark Knight? Yeah. He helped write that, so holy fuck, man. Oh, yeah. So I got some credits under his belt. Uh, the film had a budget of $30 million and went on to make uh, $26.8 million at the box office. Which is kind of a bummer, guys. Yeah. That's a... That's as good as this movie is, yeah. You know, and this... Well, well, we'll get to that. But here's a quick synopsis for those of you who have not seen this film, but absolutely need to. A star high school student is left for dead after being attacked by a troubled teenage girl. As his life hangs by a thread, it is left to the boy's ghost to investigate the crime and alert the police to his body before it is too late. As he delves further into the attack, he realizes that his assailant is not beyond redemption. I guess that's a decent synopsis. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the statistics. Uh, the tomato meter gave it a 20% with the average rating of 4.1 out of 10. Uh, total ratings of 60, 12 being fresh and only 48 being rotten. That's obnoxious. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Upsetting. The audience, however, gave it a 57%, the average rating being 3.4 out of 5 stars. The total ratings is over 250,000, and our average rating being of 37%, which is like, goddamn. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking... That's a that's a fucked up rating, yeah. guys. For a movie that I watched and I was like, yo, I'm absolutely into this film... And nobody else seems to like it, apparently. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't like it. I remember watching it and then no one ever talking about it ever again. Yeah, I, I, I always mention, like, yo, this is one of my favorite movies. And people are like, why? You know? I was like, well, because it's fucking great. Because it's good, yeah. Just the idea about it and everything. The guy's acting. He does such a good fucking job. The girl. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it makes you feel. If a movie makes you feel, in my opinion, it makes it that much better. Yep. And so, anyway. That's why, guys. Back to it. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.2 out of 10. Letterboxd gave it a 2.7 out of 5. And 88% uh, of Google users Google users like this movie. Yeah, see, and that's crazy to me. Uh-huh. Because it's like 88% of Google users. So that means hella people like this, bitch. Yeah, it's still that low But the, the reviews are shit. Yeah. Which is why that platform sucks dick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of... <laughs> never mind. Fellatios. <laughs> Speaking of that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get straight into the Critics Positive Reviews. Critics Positive Reviews. A quietly sad and lonely film about quietly sad and lonely people. I like that. Based on the little buzz this film has been getting, you'd think it, this B-grade teen flick was just terrible. But in fact, it's not that bad at all. Right. Amen. 
A mixed bag to be sure, but it's a bit slicker and smarter than most flicks of this type. You don't really have many movies like this. Yeah. So, it's a lot good. This surprisingly underrated supernatural thriller is cut above the usual WB core claptrap. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, again, I think this movie was really well done, personally. The acting was pretty good, in my opinion. Uh-huh. And just the storyline in general is fucking great. But, you know, to each their own, bro. But yeah. I, I figured, like, hey, let's do this fucking movie, because I want James to get in here and tell me what he thinks too see if I'm alone or not <laughs> no you're not alone on this like I remember this is another grandma grandma flick but we didn't she didn't want to see it so like when that ever happened she would always buy me the ticket and then she'd go and see her own movie yeah and so this is one of those things and I was fucking like floored by it I was like fuck this is pretty good yeah dude and it tugs on you a little bit yeah. too and I haven't pro- I probably haven't even seen it since Way back in 2007 when it came out, too. I can't even remember. Like, when I, I don't even remember when I first saw it, but I remember I used to watch... It's one of the movies that I would watch uh, occasionally, like, throughout the year. Yeah. Obviously, The Wizard of Oz is one of them. Um, Willy Wonka and then The Invisible was another one that I would watch maybe, mm-hmm. like, once a year. So, nice. at least. And then, you know, you get some sick-ass movie time with me and my Wizard of Oz, bro. I used to watch that, like three times a week (laughs) (laughs) it was just always on in the background yeah straight up like that's how my life is so it's okay though it is okay but you know what's not okay critics (laughs) negative reviews (laughs) they're not (laughs) critics negative reviews a mashup of ghost and the oc with a point of view directed with uncompromising resolve at the protagonist's navel Okay. Are you, t- are you comparing it to Ghost, like Patrick Swayze? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know. Contains an intriguing idea brought only sporadically to life by director David S. Coyer. Hmm. I can kind of agree with that because I kind of wanted more of them, like, interacting. I agree. Because that happens yep. at the last, like, 25% of the film. But I wanted more of her, like, you could see her trying to ignore him. Like, right off the bat, where he was just like, you're fucking lying. You yeah. kind of want to see her just, like, actively not trying to listen to him. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I like how it just fucking, like, weighs on her, though, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, after, shit. Yeah, after a while, she finally, like, lets him in and just... That's, like, one of my favorite parts is the ending where they're, like, going through the hospital. And he's like, no, wait. And she's, like, listening to him and stopping. And he's like, all right, go. And shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that shit, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> never manages to dig out any real depth. Rather, it feels like it was ju- it was adapted straight from a P-P-A-N? Payan? I can tell to you. To adolescent <laughs> woes scrawled by a 10th grader on a spiral notebook. Okay. Uh, if a 10-year-old, or a 10th grader, sorry, yeah. a 15-year-old came up to me with this idea, I'd be like, yo, you're a fucking genius. Yeah. All right. so there's that bitch and lastly the drama never comes together in a smart meaningful way indeed most revelations border on the banal b-anal on the b-anal I think yeah (laughs) it comes together very well like we were saying before we recorded like the end spoilers if you haven't seen this movie is it from 2007 she pretty much like redeems herself and then dies on his like bed Yep. That part fucked me up, dude. Yeah. And at the when that happened I just thought of Mulan where I was just like 
I said out loud in my room, I was like, a life for a life. My debt is repaid. Yeah. Which was good. Like, it all, like, it all came together for me really well. Yeah. And this is the thing, too, is it's a, it is like a teen flick, I would say. Yeah. But, dude, it, it hits pretty heavy. I mean, you have a girl that pretty much kills this fucking dude. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, he's a ghost and he's going through, like, the, seeing what his mom's going through. Yeah. He's seeing what, like, everybody's going through and shit. And, uh, anyway, this girl, she comes to realization, like, fuck, like, I'm kind of a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I need to do better for my brother, which you see that fucking, that connection, too, which is, like, damn. Because it's, like, a broken home, but she has to take care of her kid, or her uh, kid brother. And so, yeah, anyway, you see all of this just kind of unwinding, and then you see at the end, she's actually, like, a decent human who ends up sacrificing herself for him. So. She finally cares. Yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah, and it took the the weight of this guy's death, I guess, to finally bring that out. Because normally yeah. she's like, she's so edgy. And I was like, dang, you're so edgy. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. But then, at, like, the end-end scene, that fucked me up a little bit. And I was like, ugh. So, at the end-end scene, um, you see the girl's little brother, like, flying a plane or whatever. And then the homeboy comes up to him and it's like oh, what are you doing, or whatever. Anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I got it for my sister or something, but, mm-hmm. but she's she not does. here anymore. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's like, huh, let's send her a message. I was like, fucking stop, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, those are uh, it, I guess, for the audience side. So Critic side. Critic side, sorry. I'm not here today. Um, but we will get back with the audience after a word from our sponsors. If you're looking to get any 3D work or any animation work, make sure you go check out our boy over at Hoover 3D. He's the best in the business and will customize any design fit to your needs. He's also a miracle worker with 2D animation or 3D imaging. We used him for our cover logo and any designs we need. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hoover 3D and be sure to direct message him for any of your design needs. Welcome, mother flipping back. And these guys have sacrificed themselves so that the ratings aren't as bad. These are the audience positive reviews. Audience positive reviews. So the critics gave Home Alone a 66% and The Invisible a 20%. That should tell anyone about the critics. Aside from the pop music montages, this was a great movie. I highly recommend. Why did the critics hate it so much? It's a, it is baffling to me. Was it as good as Donnie Darko? No. But what a great double feature it would make. Screw the critics. Just enjoy a good movie. Thank you for hey, writing that. I love that. Yeah. Which I do, I, I actually do like the fact that they mentioned Donnie Darko. Because it, I kind of put it in with that realm. Uh-huh. You know, of kind of, yeah. Surreal. Surreal, for sure. Ooh, great word, dude. Love that word. Anyway, um, number two, underrated hidden gem. True. Love it. Good. Pretty good movie. Though the film was misadvertised as a mystery, the plot offers an interesting concept. The direction is solid, and Chatwin delivers a strong performance. Because I don't remember when this was advertised because I just remember wanting to see it. I remember it. the trailer, and it was kind of like, yeah. Because there, there's a point in the trailer where the, like he was talking to another person who was like, in the spirit world, I guess. Quotation mark. Oh, really? And he's like, you're dead. You gotta find out who you, how you died. It was pretty much just trailer dialogue. Huh. What, you know what? I do like the fact, though, when he grabs... Uh, when he discovers that he's not dead. Yeah. Oh, when, the bird? The bird. Oh, that shit fucking... It was so good. Yeah, my Beautifully. Favorite, yeah, my favorite parts were when he was like... When he first finds out 
where he's like destroying the classroom. Yeah. And then it cuts to him throwing the book and cuts like the camera swings around and him, him standing there and nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. And the same again at his house where he breaks like the glass window and it swings around again and nothing's changed. Yeah. That's what I fucking love. He's all screaming at his mom, hello! Yeah. <laughs> love that shit. And lastly, for the audience positive reviews, the mood and tone of this movie are exemplary. Maybe I saw it at the right time in my life, but it stayed with me enough that when I watched it years later, I found it to be just as good, if not better, than I originally thought. Was that, this, yeah, this was me. I didn't write this, but this is how I felt. Yeah. Which, again, I feel like this movie 100% needs better reviews. Yeah. Because I feel like people just... I don't know who wrote these. Or why it got such bad reviews, but I personally think it's a great film. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess to each their own, dude. To each different each. strokes for different folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, just stroke on over to. I don't want to say that word. <laughs> let's just uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the audience negative reviews. Audience negative reviews. Low budget and teenage equivalent of Ghost with. With ignored by single mom yuppie Nick Powell, Justin Chatwin, butting heads with teenage female rebel Annie Newton, Margarita Levietta. Lavella. Margarita. Lavolva. If you're a 13 year old girl, you might like this movie about a teenage about teenage angst. Which that's definitely not what this movie is about. Yeah, not at all. It's fucking dark as. It's depressing. Yeah. Real fucking Everybody's depressing. Everybody's like out in this movie. Just the opening scene is probably one of my favorites of like any intro. Oh, the one shot where it's just him yep. dreaming about... Cuts his face out of the cake, dude. Takes yeah. a bite out of it and then just... <laughs> so good. Uh, ridiculous and dull. The film doesn't seem to know what it wants to be and ends up just existing. Huh. I don't know about that, uh, but okay. Yeah, we're bringing it back to life, baby. Mm-hmm. Resurrection right here. <laughs> yep, the film ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlike you inside. Boom. Don't be sad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was terrible. This movie was terrible, but it had so so much potential to be a true thriller instead of a teen drama. The previews were misleading, and I'm glad I only paid four bucks to see it. Yeah, you know. Even if I saw a preview and it showed something completely different, yeah. I feel like I still would have seen the movie and been like, yo, this is still good. Mm-hmm. It isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, but it's still good. Which is why I think uh, our reviews are better, because we always go in with an open mind. Uh-huh. And we want every movie to be good. Even if it's not. Like Napoleon Dynamite. Boom. <laughs> or it's Pat. Or it's Pat. Shout out, Jimmy. <laughs> um, other than that, what would you uh, give this film? 20 fuck yeah the 20 from the tomato meter and a 57 from audience like I like I always say I always go off the first number that pops into my do head do it dude it's seven, I said 70 oh okay alright that's still pretty fucking high I mean yeah. it's higher than everyone we got here yeah my like yeah 70 for me mainly I'm at- because like I don't know there's like one scene where he was like a ghost and he went and grabbed a gun and tried to kill himself yeah. And then, like, when <laughs> Dude, I. Dude, that what, scene is fucking where funny. He was like, shit! Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the per- the thing that bothered me was, like, he grabs a double barreled shotgun and then walks off, and then you hear the gun cock like it's fucking. Like, yeah, like it has a slide. Yeah, but I'm like, it's a double barreled shotgun, you're not gonna hear that. It'd be cool if you just went in there and you hear the gun go off. But whatever. Nitpicky. 
No, I agree, though, because that's continuity. Yeah, and then the whole, like, the girl being hella edgy. That was all yeah. just like, God, you're so edgy. There, were, Yeah, there was a little fucking cheese to it, for sure. That, so, yeah, I'll stick with my 70. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say an 85, just because this one's a, uh, this one it's just close, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's closer to home for you, and that's yeah. fine. I like it. I like it a lot, guys. So, if you haven't seen this no film... No I'll, I'll bump it up to a 75, because, like I, I said... I don't. <laughs> like I said before, like... The girl in her room had a Slipknot poster, and I own the same Slipknot poster. Hey, that's worthy of 5%, 5% for sure. 5% for Slipknot. Shout obviously. out Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it, yeah, 75, bam. That's fucking... Dude. The fact that they even threw a Slipknot poster in here... I get Give this fucking movie some credit. Hell Go yeah. give it a watch. <laughs> Alright? But you guys already know what time it is at this time. It's always... The Fun Facts with James. Bop. Bitch. <laughs> And now, fun facts with James. Got it. Uh, the shirt Nick, the shirt that Nick is wearing at the end of the movie bears a crow on the chest. In some Native American legends, and in the graphic novel by James O'Barr, bearing the same name, the crow could carry a person's soul back from the land of the dead. Ooh. I knew you'd like that. I did like that, actually, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, the Invisible is based off a Swedish film. I can't say the Swedish name. The Invisible, which came out in 2002. Which is very, uh, which is very loosely inspired by a novel of the same name by a Swedish writer, Mats Wall. I wonder if it's any good. Maybe they'll read that. Yeah, that could be the next book. Loosely inspired, so yeah, it might be really good. Loosely. Uh, this is the last film to be, to be released by Hollywood Pictures before the label was completely dissolved by Disney. Holy shit! Yeah, didn't even know that. That's kind of cool. I noticed the logo and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that logo in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a subplot was removed involving drug smugglers. It was feared this would g- give it an R rating, which wasn't necessary to the plot. Huh, that would be kind of weird how they'd incorporate that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, lastly, when the detective looks through Nick's room the day after the party, a copy of the book Catch-22 is seen on the bookshelf. The whole movie plot is about a Catch-22. Yeah? Yeah. That's true. That's and fucking it, gold. I like that, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that's all pretty much I got for fun. I couldn't find any, a lot of a lot on this movie. Sweet with heat. Yeah. You hear that? Ooh. <laughs> uh, honestly, those are pretty good fun facts, man. Even though there's not many. There's five. Here's a fun fact. I like this movie. Ah! Yeah, this is a fun fact. I enjoyed it yeah. after so many years. <laughs> yeah, go back and watch it again, especially if you have seen it, you know? Just uh, just to follow with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Watch what we watch. Keep keep up with us. Keeping up with the... Potatians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cartaterans. Yeah, Cartaterans. Um, be sure you're also following us on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. And you can follow us on our personals over at xchief underscore beef x. And comic x steve. Later, nerds. Bye. Oh, this has been some real shit. You better step back, get before I'm <laughs> <laughs>